Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brashid podcast. So many people question and ask, you know, what is their calling in life as Christians? Or how do we know we've been called? Or what is our responsibility as Christians who have been called? Those that, you know, have realized their calling or have accepted their calling, you know, what is their responsibility as Christians who have been called? Um, and, you know, that's what we want to talk about in today's episode. Um, you know, the different callings we receive, our responsibility as Christians who have been called, and how do we know that we have been called? I think we should start with a Bible verse first from Romans 12, verse 3 to 8. It says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, here it's, we've read this Bible verse before, but it's important. It describes the, the body of Christ as being one of many members with different roles, each person doing different things in different situations <clears throat> and different parts of Christian life. Exactly. And different, different uh, areas where the church needs to work on. Yeah. Like I said, teaching, in ministry, in prophecy, what it may be. And the beauty of this verse, um, or these verses, sorry, um, the reading that you read for us, um, you know, many people that when they hear the word calling or when they think about their calling as Christians, they automatically direct their uh, their thinking to being called to serve as, you know, a deacon or a priest or whatever it may be in the church. But the beauty of this verse is it puts it into such a way where it shows the diversity of different callings that can be possible within a Christian's life. It puts together in such a beautiful way how although each part of the physical human body is so different to one another yet without each other they are not able to function and that's why they are all one as part of the human body and it relates it back to the church where each person performs such a different role makes such a different contribution yet without one another we cannot function we cannot move in the same direction and we are encapsulated under the one body of the church and so this is the true representation of how we as Christians are called and our different responsibilities. It's not just, you know, uh, I've been called to, you know, serve in the choir or I've been called to serve as a deacon or I've been called to serve as whatever it may be. I've said this many times before, but someone can go to church every Sunday consistently, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, yet someone can make more of an impact as a Christian at their workplace. Someone can make much more of an impact at a grocery store they'll see someone struggling they might help them up they might assist them then they've planted the seed that person might have been having a horrible day might have been questioning you know what's been going on with their life and they receive this one moment of goodness and we know goodness always relates back to god so it's 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 so diverse it's so different what a Christian can be called for what a Christian can be can do can contribute as as a Christian as part of their responsibility to their faith. Yet, we must understand that no matter what the contribution is, it is equally as important as another contribution. 
That's right. And I think the important thing about these verses, it mentions each person having each person having different gifts. You might have one gift, another person might have a certain gift. It's about figuring out your talents. What talents do you have personally? You might be good with technology. Okay, you can use that for whatever it is, like maybe editing videos, creating posts for the church, whatever it may be, you can do that. You might be a good teacher. You can work with children, work with young adults and things like that. It's it's important to figure out your, your talents, your gifts, and then you can use those to preach the gospel. Okay, exactly. Like we're saying, oftentimes we just think of priests and deacons, but that's happened over the years where we don't have a homeland, we're not set up properly, we're moving from city to city because we're being persecuted. But now that we, thank God, we have the chance to build ourselves, build a community, we can put in place people where they can use their talents to grow the gospel, to prosper, and take the church's mission forward and get as many people saved. Yeah, and I think the issue with thinking that um, being called is exclusively, you know, um, receiving a rank, whether it be a deacon or priest, the issue with something like that is um, the church remains static. It's not dynamic. It's not a living church. If you don't have other members of the Christian body, you know, um, expressing their gifts through, like you said, through ministry or through technology or whatever it may be, then the church remains, you know, as it is. It doesn't progress further. It doesn't um, prosper, and it won't uh, transfer or relate to the coming generations, the generation that grow, like the up and coming generations. And that's right. If we're static, if we just do what we always do, and we just do the services, we do Raza, that isn't a growing church. We're not going out there and spreading the message because the priests and deacons are there to do the services, but the people should work also in the church because. The church isn't just the rank, the people with ranks. It's everybody. So we have to go out there and be that church that is the light to the world and be the church that continually grows and spreads God's message. Exactly. Um, and in saying that, it, in talking about, you know, the different ranks and the different um, roles of responsibility, you know, we do have members that have more authority than another member. We do have, you know, we have a system in place. We have, um, you know, ranks that, uh, give a, a certain individual a particular responsibility and a particular level of authority over, you know, a, a specific thing. For example, deacons have the authority to enter into the altar and do this and do that. A priest has the level of authority to perform the holy mysteries and um, baptism. And, you know, we have different roles, ranks and authority. And of course, with that comes greater respect for these individuals. But that is completely different to you know a service um and as members of the christian body and you know having pride in what we do there's a difference between respect authority and pride respect and authority is part of a system that it, of organization we have a patriarchal system in our church where different members like i said have different levels of authority and of course we respect them according so we respect them as a human being first, of course, but with their authority, with their level, with their rank, yes, it comes with different, um, you know, exceeding levels of respect. But that is completely different to serving out of pride. And we must remember that from the least contribution, I, w I don't want to say least contribution, but the most minimal of contributions, like, for example, fixing up the technical side of a, a priest giving a sermon on a Wednesday night is just as important as the priest giving the sermon. Because if he doesn't have that, how is he going to give the sermon? 
How is he going to preach? If he doesn't have a, for example, a microphone, or if he needs a PowerPoint presentation to present an idea to the audience, or you know, if he needs this setup or that setup, he's contributing just as much as he's contributing to his service, right? And when we understand how important each small contribution is, we learn to serve not out of pride because I'm delivering the sermon and I'm the one who's taking the main light. No, we learn to serve out of love instead of pride because we appreciate everything else that goes on around us. And that is what St. Paul tries to say here. How small is a finger compared to your leg bone, right? There's a huge variation in size, huge huge variation in strength, huge variation in mobility. But if you don't have fingers, you lose a massive function. Your whole body will have to adapt to a new function. And that's how the church works. Even if your contribution is a minimal contribution, we have to understand that they're all just as important. And that is when we learn to humble ourselves and understand that we are all working towards one body, towards one goal, towards one our one Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is when we humble ourselves, we understand that, then we can truly serve out of love. That's right. I think when pride gets in the way, when pride becomes this factor in our in our ministry, in our service, it, it draws us back. And it's not only that it stops us from being better Christians and doing our, our jobs better by preaching the gospel, it, it, it messes with our judgment. We don't make the right decisions we, we make the decision based on ourselves. We'll say, okay, oh, if I do this, people aren't going to see it. Maybe I won't do it. I'll do something else where it's in front of people and, you know, I'm in, the, um, I'm in the spotlight and things like that. But the Bible says in Proverbs 11, two, verse 2, it says, When pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. When you humble yourself, you remove everything. You remove, the, you remove yourself from the scenario you remove yourself from the equation it just becomes this is the goal this is what we need to do god give me wisdom to figure out what this is but when you introduce pride you think okay if i do this am i going to look good if i do this will it help my reputation will it will i be seen by people and once like the bible says it's shameful in front of god and you're not going to be wise when doing that yeah and um if we look at you know the ultimate example Jesus Christ himself, as a leader, he, he um, went down and, and washed the feet of the disciples. Now, we're talking about the Son of God washing the disciples' feet. That's the prime example of you know, showing your love and your leadership through service. Yeah. And we spoke about this, um, I believe it was in the episode on church leaders, where we, spoke, where we, we talked about you know, even though um, these people represent our church, they're the leaders of our church, you know, their leadership is thrown is shown through service, not through pride, not through, you know, going out there in front of people, like you said, and showing them, oh, look what I can do, look what I'm capable of. It's about, you know, sh- showing your love to, to the people, showing leadership to a group of people through service. Because if, if you know, if you, don't show th- if you don't show that through service, then everything you do, it becomes for yourself. What you do, you know, it doesn't go out. It's not... It doesn't become, you know, for for the benefit of others, yeah. but rather for yourself. That's exactly. Right. And 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 the thing that you have to understand, like we as Christians, we have to understand is you can't show love if you've got pride in you. That's why I started off first by mentioning why we should remove pride and fill ourselves with love, because you can't have pride and love. They're polar mm-hmm. opposites. 
If you have love, you can't have pride. Because they just don't work together. Because pride is a self-gaining thing. Love is for others. It's sacrificial. It's a sacrificial thing. Whereas pride is you want everything to yourself. So they're complete opposites. They don't work together. And the only way we can remove our pride is by getting that understanding that we are all equal and we are all working towards one goal. Once that's set, then we can fill ourselves with love to help each other, to assist each other, to work with zeal. Where when we see our brother or sister succeeding or we see our brother and sister you know, gaining more encouragement, they want to work more for the church and we encourage them even more rather than slandering them, rather than bringing them down. That's working out of love. And when we do work out of love, we are fulfilling what the Bible requires of us as Christians. And that's right. That pride is the self-love. It's the self-centered goal where you serve yourself and you're not serving the goal of the church, the, the purpose of the church, that is to spread the gospel. And the, that comes in with when not having your priorities straight. When you come into the church and you're there maybe only to show yourself in front of people or to look good in front of people and you're not there for the real reason. You're not there to go there and worship God and serve God. And that's what we've talked about in previous episodes that it's important to have your priorities straight. It's important to understand that a Christian life is filled with ministry. Ministry, working with other people to serve God and working as a body, not just focusing on yourself. And that's the important thing. Like you said, Shane, it's you lower yourself, you come down and you work for other people. You say, okay, maybe I have the skill, but I'm nothing. Even though I have it, and maybe it's a talent from God, I'm nothing. I'm here to serve. And that's my role as a Christian. Exactly. Um, and I think that wraps it up perfectly for today's episode, you know. Um, understanding our calling can be different. It's not a specific calling that we're all, uh, you know, bound to a general calling, for example, that we're all bound to, you know, we have to all become deacons or we have to all join the choir. No, we understood that the calling is very different for each other, each person, each Christian, but each calling is just as important as an, as another calling. And finally, we ended on, you know, when we are called, when we are called to serve and we understand what our purpose is, to know that we are all working for one goal and which and that enables us to work and serve in love. And that is summarized beautifully by this Bible verse that I'm going to end on. Um, Galatians chapter 5 verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And I think that ends it very beautifully for today's episode. Um, you know, uh, we shouldn't use our freedom as fuel for our earthly desires. Um, we should ex express our faith through service to God and our neighbors. And that that's just, you know, it, it summarizes our episode beautifully. Um, so just wanted to say thank you guys for watching. Please remember to share, to like, um, to spread the message. You know, some people might be uncertain. Some people might be confused in their lives um, as Christians. And we hope this, um, you know, these words that we share amongst each other, we learn from each other. We hope also benefits you guys um so once again thank you guys for watching and we'll see you in the next episode